here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guest hosts or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Thank you, Thomas R. Becker. That is our producer of our radio shows around the world for many, many people. So uh, we are ACO Radio as our brand here with Blog Talk Radio, TJ CT Radio with iHeart, and we're welcoming everybody to enjoy being who you are today with us. We're going to try a new self-help division of Blog Talk today under tags Internet Business, Journalism, Journalism, Alternative News, News and Press, because I have ACO Press Club. ACO Club, and I've asked a friend of mine, uh, Melinda T. D'Amico, a journalist, uh, to help me in communication services, and how we can help each other as self-help internet evangelists, helping women, mainly women who are staying home nowadays and learning how to use their cyberspace culture in the internet business, so to speak, because so Mm -hmm. many people now are using their computers, their phones, and uh, right here on radio, you have to have both. So if you have a computer and a phone, we could probably work with you. So Melinda D.T., Melinda T., what's the T for, (laughs) Melinda? (laughs) Teresa, like you. Oh, really? Seriously? Yes. Oh my gosh! Really? You must. Yes, I, must I told you when that. I first met you. I told you my name was Melinda T. Teresa. I said Teresa is what it stands for. <laughs> yeah. Oh Only thing different it is spelled with the American way because my mom wanted to shorten it, as in coming from the Caribbean. You know, she shortened it. Oh. Yeah. So how do you spell it? I'm T H E R E S A. T E R E S A. But I like it as the way you have it, the English way, T-H-E. I like it that way. Okay. Well, uh, Melinda. But it's spelled and pronounced the same way, so it doesn't really make a difference. Well, today we're introducing ourselves uh, in a whole new genre of self-help because uh, Melinda and I have taken a liking to each other (laughs) for whatever reasons. Who knows? We've never met. I'm old enough to be her mother. I'm 21 years older mm-hmm. than she. And we are women blending together a not-for-profit called Ascension Cosmos Oracles Corporation, Digital Data, Education Church, everything, all things allowed by law today. So, with that said, we want to build some teams for projects and do some books and ebook self-help and help people help themselves in social media hosting radio shows podcasts or whatever websites you may have business to business which is b2b or business to customer which is b2c and i asked her to help me define some words our own uh oh my god um harry's coming on did you really let me ask him if he's going to join this show Harry, are you going to be on the show today, Harry Dane? 
Uh, yes, I'm here with you guys, and I'm just here to listen what's going on. So I'm certain. Oh, good. Nice to hear from you, Harry, again. <laughs> so we have Harry, Teresa, myself, and who else is coming on? Anybody, Harry, did you invite your team or just you today? I'm um, only me today. Oh, okay, just well, him himself. Okay, not the team. Okay. We'll see if he's got a radio voice today. Well, okay. We'll uh, let everybody introduce themselves today. So, Melinda, go ahead, and then Harry can be thinking about how he's going to introduce himself to our self help internet evangelist topic today. Okay, ahead, my name is Melinda T. D'Amico. Well, Did you hear, does everyone hear me? My, I'll say it again. My name is Melinda T. D'Amico. And give us a little, you know, like your journalist. Okay, I'll give you a little bit about me. I've um, done journalism, and I did do a lot of work at Hunter College, and I'm into the cosmos as T.J. Morris is, and I'm interested in working with that project, too, on, on the radio show and being an on-air personality and other projects that would welcome me. Well, thank you. That's pretty good. You're welcome. That's her first time on the spot. All right. Harry Dames. I didn't even know he was going to join us today. Uh, <laughs> Harry Dames, we've been here nine years, but that's probably half your age. Harry is our youngest member of our ACO club, helping others through self-help internet evangelist uh, positions. And we're hoping to see him be one of the big vice presidents someday with Google or Microsoft. But in the meantime, Harry, while we're waiting for you to grow up, you are the probably the most professional man I've ever spoken to on the Internet. So tell us why. Who are you? And you represent L.A. for us in our club. But tell us a little bit about how you became so intelligent at, what, 26 years old or something? Oh, sure. Uh, this is me, Harry Dames, okay, and I have done my bachelor's in business administration. After that, I was a person uh, basically, okay, uh, which, you know, I used to go for the computer classes, okay. I used to work uh, for the development, the marketing things, okay. I have done multiple courses on that. So this is basically like, you know, with my studies, I used to go with other things, okay. I used to make my time, okay, useful for me, okay. I used to. Uh, go for the classes, extra classes I, uh, I used to go and after that now I'm here as uh, like working as an uh, account manager plus a business consultant so I represent my company okay which we provide the services uh, for for many things and I'm just here to you know so I can know basically uh, what because I know you guys okay you are uh, like uh, I, I can get some knowledge, and that's why I'm here to l gain some knowledge from you people. And uh, so you know, it will be useful for me uh, to implement these things on my, uh, you know, personal life. Well, thank you, Harry. You'll be a big influencer on Melinda and I because, folks, Melinda and I, I'm the old guy, the senior journalist here. I'm with Society of Professional Journalists, which is the oldest organization in the world that I know of for journalists. And you can look that up if you don't believe me. <laughs> but uh, we started uh, roughly when I spoke to the uh, one of the women that was uh, heads up our journalist. She was in Indiana in the main headquarters, and I'm in Gulf Breeze, Florida. 
and I represent various groups and associations that work together and have events, and uh, we meet, uh, of course, among colleagues, associates, and various groups in the world. And what we're doing now is we are looking at the Internet and how the future, it may be splintering up. We've been saying this for years, and, uh, of course, many of you may or may not know how it all began, but I'm a historian, too, and I like to keep up with the Internet. And so we give Tim Berners-Lee so much, and Bob Kahn, K A. H-N and uh, Vint Cerf, uh, V-I-N-T and then C-E-R-F. I know these sounds like interesting names. I thought Vint Cerf is that. What is that? But he is uh, actually evangelist for Google. He's the uh, vice president at the high, high top. But he is like the godfather of the Internet, okay, at least right now still alive. Now, we've lost a lot of people meaning they've passed over into the other world or the other dimension. And uh, so I also have uh, become well-known in spirituality, which is one of the headings we have here at Blog Talk Radio, which I'll give you a little rundown on Blog Talk. was begun by a gentleman named Joel Levy, L-E-V-Y, and he wanted to talk to his father on uh, during his illness. So this was my... Uh, interpretation in, in, in meeting of uh, the Levies in um, New York, and he got with the gentleman that started the first uh, Diners Club card, uh, was one of the original credit cards, <laughs> and uh, they learned how to do a lot with the internet, and uh, he decided to make blog talk radio, so you have a little history on Mr. Levy in New York. Now, uh, I've asked Melinda to join me because she has years of experience in public, as a publicist and a journalist, but she's done events and parties. And my associate in Hawaii, Janet Carol Lesson, who couldn't be here today, but she is a very wise woman and does events around the world as well. She's helped build a lot of events with me. We were on the back end of uh, many events. I won't drop the names because you'd be surprised. Even surprises me. But uh, she did help me with, uh, I'll just say two recent, well, in the last few, uh, Global Pyramid Con in Chicago with Marta Thomas and uh, Mid-South Con in Memphis. And uh, we've got many of the UFO business uh, events that we've helped market and promote as ACO, or Alien Contact Organization, since 2015. So now, with Melinda and Harry, what uh, this is a whole new radio show for self-help and how we can move forward with sharing what we're going to do together. Now, Melinda, as a journalist, and you've also been an educator and a teacher, you agreed to help me with the Veterans Directory. And yes, how we can because I'm a veteran as well. Okay. Of the Navy, remember? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. You served in the movie. But you don't mind helping some of the elders. So folks in self-help are going to have to I be have, very No, I don't mind at all. I would love to help. Well, now, Melinda, tell us a little bit about uh, helping. You've helped. Uh, let's just go into different topics that we can help people sure. in self-help. Anyway. But uh, probably Harry could give us more of the adventure or flavor of his uh, interpretation from a, a younger man in business administration on how he sees you and me progressing here on the radio show. But for you, how do you foresee, because what we're, we've got written here 
is Ascension Cosmos Oracle's digital data, but we're going to be internet evangelists. But I'll talk later about interplanetary, interstellar communications. But your part is going to be heading up our ACO Press Club and uh, journalists and doing blogs and podcasting together. And then we will post these podcasts on our domains. So you want to Mm -hmm. uh, tell me how you foresee writing the articles and how uh, we can get people involved with us. It doesn't have to be just women because Harry's representing men today, I guess. But you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. How would you see women at home helping you as a journalist and heading up our individual women working at home in our press club, the ACO press club? How would you foresee that, helping people? Um. I guess just start by kind of getting together what kind of services and what we want to offer people and what these women or men need to return back to the workforce, Uh, what skills are needed. Like we discussed one time about uh, software. Software is very important because you need to understand it and to talk back to a person, whether it's you and I or Harry and I or Harry and yourself. So, you know, with doing a document, et cetera, et cetera, and back and forth. Like, for instance, um, the other day I emailed both uh, Teresa and Richard Knight a simple document on forgiveness. Now, I went to my LinkedIn page, and that's the way I sent that document, and would you believe that they both did not receive it? What would you tell people has happened, or what would the next steps be? This is a techie. This is a techie question. You're going to bring that up. Okay, yeah, folks, in between the various uh, – Harry could probably explain that better. Harry, this is a, a tech question. Uh, okay, I didn't know she was going to bring that up, but, yeah, as we are <laughs> becoming individual, everybody has a phone and everybody can be a, a journalist now basically because you have the tools in your hand. But, Harry, mm-hmm. can you explain – he's asking a technical question. And you're sort of our expert, even though you're very young, but you've been in this for six years, doing nothing, thinking, breathing uh, this. But can you give her an answer? Do you have a technical answer why uh, two people did not get something? And I didn't get it, by the way, So, and nor did Richard. I confirmed that. Yeah, Richard, Richard was going to call me. I, I, I see that he called me, but I wasn't able to reach him, but I'll get back to him. Are, yeah, um, it's, it's sitting having. right there on my LinkedIn page. I go to my LinkedIn page, and Teresa and I uh, have agreed to correspond, talk to each other back and forth on LinkedIn. So we'll post something. I'll say da-da-da-da, or if it has to be longer, I'll go to a document, go to my email, and email her. But this time I use my... Uh, account from LinkedIn, and um, it's on my page as in sense attachment, but she didn't receive it, nor did Mr. Richard Knight. So I'm just wondering what happened. I had something similar to this happen last year. I was working on some projects with another public relations situation, and for some reason I was using AOL as my email, okay? 
and I would send the stuff, they send it to me. I don't get it. So once I opened up a Gmail account, they claim everybody's saying it should go through. Yes and no. Well, so I don't know what happened, and um, it's a similar situation. Okay. Uh, well, let's let Harry weigh in on what his suspicions are. Now, people, we're, these are strictly our opinions, okay, just so you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is live and forever archived as well. But, you know, we're uh, like in a time capsule here today on the first day of September in 2021. I might say that. Harry, what do you suggest when people think they're sending emails and just assume that it is being sent because they press a button? Any, uh, can you weigh in on that? Harry? Harry? On mute. Is he there? Shows he's here. Did we lose him? No. What happened? Harry? I don't know. I have no idea. Let me uh, restructure <laughs> this. Okay. Harry, we what happened? Oh, he may be... Because he's at work and he said he was calling in to listen, uh, but that's a good point. So, Harry, if he comes back, uh, I guess he's put his phone on mute because he's at work in L.A. right now, folks. It's his uh, prime. Let's see. What time is it here? So it's 5, roughly 15, where you are, Melinda, 4 for me, 3, 2 p.m. his time. We see you here, Harry, but we sure can't hear you. Do you have your phone on mute, Harry? Interesting. Well, Harry, just weigh in on that conversation when you come back. But, uh, folks, I would suggest that some things we don't understand in communication via satellite, we have a delay. And sometimes, uh, depending on your towers, oh, Harry dropped off, so, okay, maybe he'll return. Uh, But uh, we couldn't hear Harry, so that would have been a good topic for Harry uh, hopefully he'll return because sometimes electronically we just assume if we push the buttons, everything is accounted for. So what we may want to do as journalists, investigative reporters, uh, Internet evangelists, helping to market and promote the industry here in uh, radio publications, etc., is the fact that we may have issues that may not be in our control and that's okay because there's been a lot of changes happening in the world so we always have to be aware that the one constant in the universe has changed so that's the big motivational speaking uh answer <laughs> in self-help well, that's true that's very true <laughs> but i mean it's you have to really pay attention and be aware of what you're sending and that you did everything you checked off all your boxes so you know something very very important such as this document you know it was just a simple article on forgiveness but you know now this was supposed to be posted for the newspaper and you were supposed to receive it Teresa, as being the president or whatever and you didn't receive it we would be in a lot of trouble like what's going on So um, there are many ways, you know, but there's so many different things that are moving forth with technology as we see. And um, 
Last year, like I said, I was working on a project, and I was getting the information about the artist, and it would only come in a certain way if I opened up a Gmail account, and I did, and it was successful, and then I got millions of them because it was just over, you know. So I guess with the um, Internet expanding and um, people using different uh, accounts and services and ways to transmit the information to someone, we have to know what happens if you don't receive it. So you have to keep a watch, like a check on someone, call them up, you know. So that's the Internet. Um, I see that Gmail is very, very, very important to have. Almost everything and anyone asks for a Gmail account online, as everyone would know and that's listening. So, um, you know, you could have a, a cell phone that you must have an app to play videos. That's how the world of the Internet is going. So basically if uh, our friend Harry is able to give us some light on it or another time, I would love to hear what he would have to say because it's very interesting yeah. that two people didn't receive it. Yeah, I think uh, we caught him off guard when I had him come on, but he did a good job introducing himself anyway. So people, Oh, yeah, Harry he was wonderful. And he can uh, – certainly help us in the future with our self-help internet evangelist group which is oh he's mr it yeah he's going to be mr it i believe because oh uh, yes he's 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 mr it he he knows this stuff and he knows what he's doing he he knows it a lot better than we do folks but we are more of the uh helping people get their uh well, individual domains set up as well as journalists, we will do our best to investigate and research. I love my R&D research and development and looking into subjects from anywhere quantum physics, uh, from the macrocosm to the microcosm. I like to study both ends of that and uh, everything in between. It's like with people, you give them the date they're born, that becomes a year, and the dash in between the time they pass over. And so Unfortunately, that's sort of how we know each other is the year we're how much time we have on the planet. And nowadays, in the higher level of self-exploration, we know that time is and may be an illusion, but uh, that's a very high topic. Let's go back down to Earth with just knowing that <laughs> when we communicate something, we hope and uh, we hope that it is going to be uh, received on the other end. So this is another reason interplanetary communications in the future of the Internet is so important to everyone, just like we just had this hurricane down here where I live, Hurricane Ida, and it's very important that we learn how to assist our brothers and sisters. And uh, fortunately for me, I I was a a first responder for many years, and I was in the Navy, and so was Melinda. And at at that time in our lives, we were important to uh, our government and being in the Navy and helping others. And I'm sure there are many veterans and retired veterans out there and vets 
helping peer American veterans, helping people out there in their boats and whatever here in our uh, neighboring state, Louisiana and Mississippi, where I am. But, uh, you know, it's many things go on in the world that we can talk about on a daily basis. And so we want to take it to macrocosm level of interplanetary, talking about communications off planet. But when you get on the planet, then we have to concern ourselves with staying alive in survival mode. And we help preppers and uh, produce their shows and their radio shows and their books and their publishing and their domains as well. And then we have people like um, Melinda here who is just getting started after she has taught school and been a journalist for years and been in helping people as a publicist in New York and New Jersey, began her company, D'Amico and Associates, with me, T.J. Morris Agency here. And I help people. I began helping people uh, well, I did write for newspapers and magazines and owned a couple of my own magazines in Kentucky. And uh, I was very excited about showcasing individual bands and uh, places, sacred sites. And uh, we talked a lot about Bill Monroe Foundation because uh, that's where I was living at the time. But I also went coast to coast in a big truck and worked for a lot of companies and learned about a lot of corporations and went in and out of them. So I learned to have a bigger idea of how corporations work in America. It didn't matter what the product. So in America and down when you get down here to the planet, you want to think about staying alive. <laughs> That's pretty important, especially during weather like we've just had. And we'll learn to talk more about self-help in all areas of the Internet in all areas of the communications and here on radio, because radio is one of the constants in the universe. We're even realizing that we're going to still use radio waves at the highest level off planet in between moon, Mars, and other places. I don't know if you're familiar with spirit and opportunity, but these were two words that we had little things we took up to Mars and sort of jaunted around, but it did have some data packets, and we learned about the difference and how we can send from Mars down here to the planet information, but it has to be somewhere. It can be a 40-second delay up to a seven-minute delay, depending on where it sends, because our little blue ball here spinning around in space is always moving around. So we, first of all, we have to keep that in, 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 in mind. as our location, location, location. As they say in real, real estate, is uh, not just who you are and the weather, the people you know, the air you breathe, and the planet you're on. <laughs> We're all going to share the earth and how we can journalize our write and journal how we do things. Now, uh, Melinda, give us a little breakdown because prior to being a self-help Internet evangelist, helping other people in this new project we've got going on, how were you involved uh, with the world? Did you learn study before you got involved with that double exposure, which we'll just give them a little pitch real quick. You were involved with two Well, women. no, I didn't. I basically, um, I got the internship. It was an internship. And I was an undergraduate student at Hunter College at the time, and that's a little while back now. And uh, basically it started out as going to the firm and seeing what they needed to advertise or publicize, whether it was a party or they were making a, a show or an event or it was an artist, image development, et cetera, et cetera. And I 
became totally mesmerized with them when I saw and was assigned uh, an, an assignment. I can't remember the exact group, but the gentleman, Mr. Angela Ellaby, does remember to this day. And the group was a, a group of five members, uh, I'm say 95 South, whatever, in, in Miami or something, and I had to take them to help them with their image because their image just was not up to par. And um, taking them with their image and artist development and, you know, refining that, and I also continued to go to the events that he would have and follow through with things and, you know, some artists like Dante Bizet. So I didn't learn learn it that way. I learned it through the experience of actually going there to the events. And sometimes when I had time, I would actually go to the office and I would work with them on the actual projects. Um, like, for instance, a group Roughneck Sound System, there was a reggae, like a band kind of, and um, they were out of Boston, and they needed public relations to bring them name and notoriety and fame and stuff, and that's what Dub Exposure is about. Um, they're out big on artist development, promotion, advertising, and marketing relations and all that in sign, and uh, publicizing for that person or organization, event, whatever it may be. So basically, I did it through going there, being there, you know, um, actually doing the events with them. You know, like I said, I would go to the office at such time. And this is all just off of an internship that, you know, spiraled into this. And I have a great, uh, good uh, rapport with the person, which is Mr. Andrew L.V. and the corporation, and um, just helping them with publicity and anything and anything that I can learn about publicity, because this is very important for me, because I love that aspect of public relations and relating to people. You know, you have to publicize and you have to make this image look good all the time. So that's your job when it comes to publicists, the image. You're trying to advertise that thing and make it look great all the time. So that became, like I said, as a project for myself, and I kept and kept going through and learning. So um, that I couldn't say you went to school for. You went to school for the courses, the grounding on journalism and the foundation of broadcasting and all that and understanding how it works and the different aspects of it from newspaper, magazine, television, radio, the Internet, et cetera, et cetera. So... Um, with the knowledge, I have a lot of writing experience, and I love to help people with helping them to proofread, um, you know, things. And that's part of something that I've done as a writing coach at Hunter College, tutor, and I did it for six years, and I loved it because a lot of people are weak in writing and sometimes afraid to express their thoughts and what people are going to say if they say the truth or whatever they're going to say. They don't want to look bad or sound bad. But um, that was one of my passions at Hunter College, the Sikh Department, and I was working with Dr. Jorge uh, Fuentes, and he was the chairperson or whatever of that department, and he's now retired. So um, there are many ways we can help people. You know, first, also, we need to be able to Teach people uh, skills. Um, you need to have software skills because 
the software language is important. So I can engage with you in a conversation and you'll understand what I'm saying. It won't be a one-sided conversation. So as I'm learning more with Teresa, she is very, very knowledgeable, knowledgeable about the uh, Internet language or software skills. She's Mrs. IT for me because she knows a lot. She knows an abundance a lot, and I hear it when she speaks. So, you know, if you need help and you don't know the terminology, um, that back-and-forth communication is important. So those are things that we need to know, like what is the field that you're interested in? You know, you're working from home. We're trying to look for people who are internet, have Internet, like Teresa just mentioned, very important Internet. You have a phone, um, and you're willing to, you know, learn a skill. So it might be a software, and we teach you that software, and you can use that skill in for life or whatever you want to use it for. So that's important. You know, what are services for women? Um, we're working for, like I said, the group of women at home, non-for-profit and profit uh, organizations, and that's the way as we're working it with Teresa. All right, Teresa, you could shed some light on that. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, American Communications Online was my uh, publishing platform based on the fact that I had T.J. Mars Publishing uh, back forever because our family had uh, sawdust in their bones. <laughs> we uh, we were millers here in uh, the United States of America, and uh, we are uh, some of the uh, people that helped. Uh, my relatives, uh, at least one, was uh, signed the Declaration of Independence. So we're very proud to be Americans, and uh, we uh, where at least we know we're free. <laughs> And we help people uh, with freedom of uh, expression, and uh, of course we're behind the First Amendment, and we're uh, we hope that uh, people recognize that we have various groups and associates and uh, self-help internet evangelists from the beginning of how we started this internet, and how we will move forward in uh, having the de various different names to uh, numbers and numbers to names. That's where we begin our uh, introduction to how you, as a human, uh, and us helping you in our club, a self-help club, it's only $5 a month membership fee. If you want to join, it goes into our PayPal, and we strictly use that money for more software development training of our, our people in uh, public broadcast services, information services, uh, e-books, writing books to help people in American communications online and our self-help guides. Our Ascension Cosmos oracles are three words we came up with because we had uh, people that helped in the spirituality side, spiritual science, as well as educators such as Janet Les and her husband with a PhD in anthropology in Hawaii, and uh, we all met and formed this corporation in 2017, even though we have been together since 1989 to 93. Now, uh, Dr. Alexander Sasha Lesson, his name is Alexander Philip Lesson, PhD in anthropology and a master's in psychology, 
he actually took on the flavor of what we were as Ace Folklife because while I was at the University of Kentucky, and I went to University of Alabama, by the way, but uh, UAB and uh, Tuscaloosa Fire College, but I was an investigator by trade. But at the time I met him, I had uh, converted a religion of mine of my past when I moved into Hawaii in uh, the Navy. And uh, I found myself doing psychic readings at some of the bookstores where I bought plenty of self-help books. So back in the day, many of us in the old, uh, what they called the New Age books, and I have uh, grown up on the New Age books, but, but back in the day before we had the books, we would meet at a cult metaphysical bookstore. So a lot of us would meet and meet each other. But I met him through the University of Hawaii, and I was teaching with Dr. Uh, Laura Sturgis, Ph.D. in psychology, and I was teaching down the – she asked me to teach class, and we did uh, holodynamics together. So these are high technical and high motivational uh, self-help topics that we were teaching, but we also had to learn ourselves. And uh, Dr. Lesson and Dr. Sturgis uh, were very kind to help us with our spirituality community, and I formed the first Ascension Center Network in Hawaii. And uh, I had 36 people come to my 36-year-old, I'll never forget, uh, turning Hawaii, and they all came to my birthday party. And I was very – people from Germany as well, and uh, they came in. We had artists and musicians, and we had uh, spiritual people, uh, psychics, and we were mixing academia with people such as Wayne Dyer. If you know who that is, he's passed over. Wayne came and some Mensa people. So uh, I had Michael Jackson um, I was his psychic, Michael Jackson. He had his own nonprofit. So people, uh, were, we got together, we formed this Ascension Center, and we had psychic networks. So we had uh, Ascension Center, and we had psychic network. Now, when Melinda's coming along here many, many, many years later, we've already uh, learned that in self-help, Motivational speaking, like with Tony Robbins is the name everybody can remember, and Tony would go out and teach some of the best classes, and I've actually gone through his training, and we had the wow. We'd get in teams, but the self-help part that got so excited was getting people motivated, not only in their science part of their brain. We used to teach left brain, right brain. Now we teach whole brain. But we would teach people how to motivate themselves, like uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, there's many, many people. Werner Erhard had his est. Some people came along with, uh, well, different topics that made you become a better person. And so the self-help Internet evangelist, once we got the windows 95 and going, it wasn't till about, let's see, I, I left, the government had another uh, mission for me on the mainland, and I had to come back to University of Kentucky where Dr. Lesson had anthropology, and at University of Kentucky, anthropology, our folk life, folklore that we were doing festivals for, and then Smithsonian collecting, like if you guys like Indiana Jones movies, all those people that you know, they go out and they research history and artifacts and go on treasure hunting. All of that was really big, but we realized that all of that went through the Smithsonian was being locked up <laughs> way down 
deep in the underground. So, you know, we all got together from the Hawaii uh, Secret Service. (laughs) I met Secret (laughs) Service men, too. Dated a couple, actually. (laughs) But uh, when we came to the mainland, we sort of blended it all together. But we kept our articles and bylaws. So I asked Melinda to read those and see what she thought for our future. As of today, we're launching Ascension Cosmos Oracles Corp Digital Data. For this Wednesday, today is for women, and tomorrow is for men. With the man she mentioned earlier, she evoked Richard T. Knight. Now, Richard T. Knight is our honorary president of our ACO club as well as for our radio club. And we will be asking he uh, and Melinda to help us with our press club in writing blogs on the Internet. So if you want to help yourself, it'd be nice if you folks could learn how to tell your own story, which Melinda's working on her bio, and Mm -hmm. putting it on LinkedIn, which she mentioned earlier, but yet – we didn't realize she sent it on LinkedIn. We thought, Melinda, you sent it on Gmail. So now we can go back in LinkedIn and find what you sent us. You never said you sent it on LinkedIn to us. <laughs> I don't think. Yes, I sent it on but, LinkedIn and to Gmail. Uh, well, so I sent it two different Gmail ways, so well. you should get it. You never okay. got it in Gmail? Well, uh Richard was asked to go back and look, and I'll go back and look. So we will look for that. Now, what Melinda did to get our attention to get into radio, she's already uh, been in some radio podcasts, but she mm-hmm. wanted to help us with our not profit and our profit, which she asked me to speak on. So I gave you the details in the history of the not-for-profit. Now, th- that is for Ascension Center organization, which we have ACO. We have our own federal ID we've had since back in Hawaii, and we have that history. So when you start a company of goodwill incorporation, whether it's profit or not profit, profit or non-profit, mm-hmm. uh, we say right. non-profit, uh, in right. the government uh, area of the United States of America under the lo- legal laws. So we say basically a blanket statement of all things allowed by law, whether it's profit or not for profit. But we have uh, articles and bylaws, and we will adopt those for uh, this not for profit because in each state, even if you have a company, yeah, when you go into a state, you have to – abide by their products and services laws according to the state in the United States. So what I need all of you self-help people that are going to be working at home to recognize is there are laws you have to follow, just like we do in nature with laws, and we can't control a hurricane like Hurricane Ida that just came through. In our government in the United States of America, we are learning internationally, and I learned how to go into free zones when I was uh, working for the government in and out of country, and when we came into country and how we brought in container loads. And I worked with Jindo and uh, containers out of uh, Philippines, Singapore, and we made products and services around the world, and we brought them in on container loads. That was a very big deal. We brought them in here to Florida, and I worked with uh, a lady here in Florida very beautiful lady of color, black lady, and I won't mention her name because she's very uh, uh, private. But I also met with her in Chicago. But we did bring in container loads of things from all over the world. And we learned uh, we wanted to make in the country so we could have a made-in-USA product. But back at mm-hmm. that time, 
it was uh, for corporate side, and I'm talking profit now, not for profit, but uh, for profit. It was a very detailed thing of we had to have um, – we wanted to make everything in America products, including uh, outerwear, high level with Women's Wear Daily, uh, all our artists, designers. And uh, we had investors, but uh, uh, we went to the trade association events, so we learned how to represent our various corporations, our various brand designs, and have them uh, under self-help, individual ladies. Mm-hmm. But we got, we learned we had more power, Melinda, working together in our investor relations and bringing together money because I had money wanting to be given to me in millions from Canada, Singapore, uh, Russia, Switzerland, Spain. I had people from all over the world throwing money at me, and I wasn't prepared for that because I was – remember, I told you the history of me with the government in Hawaii, but – I was a corporate CEO now of a big corporation and a big not not for profit corporation at the same time. I wanted to concentrate on my spiritual science ascension side, but at the same time, my people I met at People Synergistically Involved, which was PSI, size seminars, and self help, motivational speaking, wanted me to represent them as individuals in real estate are investing. And one of my investors was Chinese, but he was American-born. And he wanted uh, Stacy Wong, and he wanted me to help him with uh, Amos, famous Amos Cookies because he helped famous Amos with his brand. And I remember that story. So I started meeting individuals that had their own companies and their famous brands for cookies. I don't know if y'all have ever even heard of famous Amos now. Have you ever heard of Famous Amos? I have. Uh, you have? Famous Amos, yeah. yeah. He, he was actually a black gentleman. I mean, uh, there's so many people of color that I have worked with that are just amazing mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, absolutely. So uh, Stacy Wong really loved Famous Amos and helped him get his brand separate after a lawsuit because once you build yourself up, folks, in self-help and as an entrepreneur and have your own brand – and it becomes successful one way or the other, whether it's a cookie or like I had uh, handbags, small other goods, products, stationery, outerwear, you know, things with women wear daily with my brands or my corporate brands. Then that's why I use my name now, TJ Morris. Even though my name is Teresa Jeanette Thurman, born maiden name, I use uh, TJ Morris because I, I'm honoring my husband, and Morris is easier to say than Thurmond. <laughs> But uh, Melinda's using her married name, D'Amico, Italian. But, you know, that is your name brand. So in self-help, what I, what I learned is even though you may be born with a name, it may be better to brand yourself with whatever your husband's name is because it may sound nicer. I don't know, Melinda. Well, actually, nice you know, it, it, it all depends. Whatever, you know. I mean, some people have, they name something after their direct name, or they use their last name. So, whatever is more effective. Well, yeah. Now, So, now we're getting into names and numbers in the Internet evangelist business. So, now, folks, as you can see, I, I have experience as both a president and CEO of corporate and not-for-profit, both, okay? Plus, I was trained uh, by Civitan International and had a... Uh, the experience of speaking for hours to the president of the whole global 
intelligence level or open source information for Civitan International year in 2005 when I was training to run a, both a corporation and a not-for-profit because Civitan International, at that time, we were doing a Special Olympics, which Melinda can relate to, and we were going around and uh, putting out peppermint little – y'all probably seen these too. I've been involved in so many – corporate uh, ventures and uh, fundraisers, but we'd put peppermints in these little lock boxes and put them out at various mm-hmm. stores to make money for the Special Olympics mm-hmm. through Canada International wow. and Birmingham for the University of Alabama and Birmingham Hospital and the Special Olympics people. And I know you've represented some as individuals in the Paralympics, but you know, uh, Melinda, that's actually one of the first uh, cases our clients Melinda had was a Paralympic uh, individual woman, and she wanted to increase uh, her story. But we won't mention any names, folks, but uh, because uh, we don't represent she her. She's very well known, and I just basically she I wanted to help her, but I couldn't reach her because she was making. Uh, more excitability for herself, and basically she's a talented swimmer, um, but she's of the age peak, the 35-ish, 36, you know, and, you know, as in different sports and different worlds of the world and in different fields, age becomes a number, a big factor. You become called old, you know, so either you retire or you move on or something. But, unfortunately, she experienced some negative situation with another person, whatever, and she, I think, in turn, from my research and the people in my world of media have informed me that she's painted her, he basically negated her, uh, made a negative profile of herself, so they don't have anything positive to say about her now, so there's not much I can do. Um, I just hope and I wish the best for her. All right. So that's public relations, folks, and then marketing and advertising all go hand in hand, so to speak. Now, one thing I can say for self-help is public relations, folks, by whether you're an individual that you just need a publicist as an author an artist, a musician, a public relations officer or will be managing, probably working with your agent or your publicist and your producer. Mm-hmm. And like I'm with a member of Broadcast Music Incorporated out of Nashville and New York. So we work with uh, artists, authors, musicians, songwriters, and I would take the packets. And, you know, I, we do a lot of volunteerism in these big organizations like Mm -hmm. Sutan International helping uh, Paralympics, which we just had. And I was watching them run around on the basketball. It looked like – I don't even know what I was watching. It was like on a basketball court, but it looked like they would take the ball and run it down like soccer. So I don't know, but they were in wheelchairs, Melinda. You may know more than I do in Paralympics and all of that out of Denver, Colorado. Yeah, and because uh, of this woman, she was in – Special Olympics, and her name is, like I said, she's extraordinary, and knowing what she what she does is wonderful, but uh, she just made a bad uh, stain on her life, and she can't repair it. You know? Okay, so sometimes in public relations, folks, even though you feel like you're in charge of your speech, uh, sometimes you may speak, which we've seen even with uh, – 
movie stars like Roseanne Barr. And that's a very popular person. Yes, that's person. what I'm talking about. Perfect example. Roseanne Barr. So sometimes you may have a political interest or something that you feel like is maybe off color and uh, or maybe you don't even know it's off. Are you there? Are you there, Teresa? Hello? Uh-oh. Hello? Hello, Teresa? Okay, hello? Teresa, you there? Melinda, are you still here? Yes, I'm still here. <laughs> okay, I don't know what happened, but I got bumped off, so I apologize. <laughs> I guess I said That's the okay. wrong. Okay, I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Okay, let's don't talk about Roseanne Barr. I don't know if that's why I got kicked off or not. But uh, even in radio waves, folks, we uh, sometimes you don't know who's listening or what you should or shouldn't say. But uh, I think that's pretty well known, even in the uh, rags or the mags that you get at the shopping mall (laughs) or at the grocery stores that Roseanne, uh, for whatever reason, basically lost a position on the show that she helped get started. But it was – I know a little history. Uh, Actually, I know the history, but we won't go there right now. It's not about Roseanne Barr, but – the point was that it, even if, uh, no matter if you're uh, have a disabled person in the Olympics or uh, uh, such a figure as Roseanne Barr, if you start getting into uh, politics, uh, mm-hmm. I'll give you a clue. When I was writing for newspaper magazines and even uh, whether I was a corporate president or CEO, politics mm-hmm. is the key word that even in the internet now, and everyone needs to know this in self-help. And if you're going to be writing your books, or become, you know, wherever you are in life, we know at 50 you need to be writing your book. If until 50, nah, not so much. But at 50, we want to be helping you write your book, your life story, move forward. But while you're young, protect your name. Be careful what you say, because in even in the weekly newspapers, in the little local. Uh, yokel type of counties that are rural that I worked in is the fact that, and I went around to various counties in Kentucky. They were mostly, most radio and newspapers were Republican owned and they were very, uh, I guess one might say right winged, although they were supposed to be, I would think in journalism, you're supposed to be non biased. Nowadays, we see a lot of people complaining that people left-wing are uh, more on uh, the open to talk and say what you want on the left-wing are uh, social. They like the government to get more control is mm-hmm. uh, becoming more well-known because of the main broadcasting stations and around the world, but mainly uh, 
here in America. So we don't like to devolve that word when you're building your self-help and search engine optimization, mainly because Melinda and I in public relations know you really want to protect your name and what it represents to you. And so we're asking all our people in Radio Land to realize once you come into being a personality and helping yourself in self-help values, your uh, Internet starts with your domain name, and it starts with your real name. And uh, if you want to own that, you need to have a uh, right to that. And unfortunately, there's no one person or one organization in the world that controls the Internet. And so right now, how it was originally formed, we only had one organization that stepped up to the plate. It was a not not profit, which Melinda and I are forming here. But I'm going to mm-hmm. it was I C A N N, and what happened? Uh, I remember back with DARPA and Net Solutions. Uh, Net Solutions uh, got they couldn't hold it all, and I know GoDaddy got involved uh, right after Net Solutions. But uh, let me say the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers is an American multi-stake holder group and nonprofit organization responsible for coordinating the maintenance and procedures of several databases related to the namespaces and numerical spaces of the internet, ensuing the network stable and secure operation. Now, I am reading that based on the fact that it is written here and it is uh, referred to in, in journalism. You're going to want to recite your sources when you get information. So this actually has the word Wikipedia, which many of you may know. But let me give you the history of how many of us – this was founded, I can, September 18, 1998 in Los Angeles, California, where Harry is sitting. The leader is Garan Marby. And the revenue is $217 million in U.S. dollars today, and the abbreviation is I-C-A-N-N. So their focus was manage Internet protocol numbers and domain name system root. Now, the founders was John Postel, P-O-S-T-E-L, Postel, Postel, depending on how you want to say it, Esther Dyson. D-Y-S-O-N. Sounds like a man and woman, doesn't it? John, J-O-N-P-O-S-T-E-L, and Esther Dyson. So we'll want to know about that. Now, people also search for the American Registry, Public Interest Registry, Association, Francois for French, and then the Institute of Electrical uh, something. Uh, let, let me look at this one. Uh, I-E-E-E, which I work with too, Electrical and Electronic Engineers, Advancing Technology for Humanity. But these are things on the high level you probably think you don't need to know, but actually I've qu- I qualify people uh, in Internet history because I like to uh, see that the people today understand that our history on the Internet is important. So that was the first company that people started becoming aware of that somehow uh, became uh, working with our government, the United States of America, and I guess other countries as well. But this is something that's up for uh, 
debate, and it's up for professional organizations to look at as uh, this has changed recently. And uh, I could go all into that, but the show's not just about the political side of that. But there are some politics in the fact that you own your domain name and your social security number in America anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But now uh, we're learning and helping our elders realize we're not even putting our social security numbers anymore on our cards, our red, white, and blue cards, after 65. So we've we've taken a big chunk of responsibility here as a not-for-profit to help educate people but not it's spiritual science but it's also evangelizing the internet because we're going to be helping those not just our seniors as we first thought but people all the way down to harry's age at 26 years or what he's somewhere there he may be 25 or 27 but harry is the youngest person i've spoken to in uh, developing the internet uh, protocols are at least uh, interested in uh, educating himself with our ACO club and uh, open source intelligence because uh, people can't own your soul and they can't own your mm-hmm. name, but you can. So today, if you get nothing else out of this meeting of the minds in radio is the fact that if you would like to do your own self-help, is buy your domain name and hopefully have it registered through ICANN. So make sure that is done. I have Teresa J. Morris. I have right. the original Teresa Morris, and I let that go like a idiot, I'll just say. But so I started using Teresa J. because there were so many Teresa Morrises. Now, I don't know if there's very many Melinda D'Amico's, or Melinda T. Clares, but I wrote someone I, I I spoke with said um, to stand out is a little bit better. So it makes it, and when everyone's going to search for you and find out what your service or what you provide, it makes it easy to stand out, like me for to put the T. Okay, Melinda T. And I can go back. Yeah, and that's why I put that. the T. That's the only reason. Otherwise, I would just say Melinda D'Amico. That's all. All right, so Melinda T., I'm going to add that to your name. And for Mm -hmm. self-help and Internet evangelists, all of you out there just starting, whether you're uh, in our ACO club for our seniors, like I said, we're only a nonprofit, and $5 a month is all we're charging. And that is strictly to help us pay our overhead for getting out free information, open source publication, providing information in like a public broadcast system, our PBS, uh, we're not PBS, of course, but, you know, we're just starting out today with Melinda, I, and Harry, and Janet, like I said, is missing because of her health today. She had some tests to run, but uh, Richard T. Knight will be on tomorrow, and we'll give his men's as well as Ben uh, Pelham. Ben Pelham, he's 84 years old, and then we've all, for nine years, I've been bringing people on here and research and developing uh, ways to help people, and I learned that I could only help the elders so much because so many of our elders are suffering from Alzheimer's or uh, Parkinson's, and we hope mm-hmm. to, uh, in our medical field to get cures for that and to help in the pharmaceutical areas. But uh, politics we're not going to touch because the nonprofit 
you pretty much have to make a disclaimer when you set your corporation up, and you pretty much have to say what you're going to be doing. So I set ours up under spirituality, church, and education, and then writing our books so we can help in the Ascension Age. So uh, the Ascension Age will be coined as two words together coming after New Age books. So Linda and I will be writing Ascension Age authors' books. So write that down, uh, anybody, because this is Ascension Cosmos Oracles Corp. that comes after the New Age. So we'll begin September 1st, 2021 as... uh, helping you get your name and the reason we ask you to own it as a self-help internet evangelist online is it helps differentiate you in the future as well as your children and your children's children i even know people that have been purchasing like real estate in the old states you know even in kentucky they would put real estate in their children's names now, I've seen, uh, uh, just real touch on the real estate genre for a moment, that for years, because of uh, people on the highest top 1%, people in the law business and legal business and changing rules and regulations, most of it was based on the fact that when we came to this country, we wanted to own the land, even in Hawaii and other countries. So now it's gotten to be by, through the empirical issue of who owns the people or the serfs or the people that work the land for the people on the top or the empire's empirical historical value is if you do your history, you'll find there was always someone that had more land than another. And gradually through America and in the history of American states, when they broke up this history of the 13 colonies, and the history of America, and we founded the Constitution of the United States of America. Of course, we celebrate 1766, don't we? But the thing is, a lot of even our our holidays, everything we do is pretty much based on the planet as the location, 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 Mm -hmm. and the people, the people with the name. So, uh, Janet's working basically on heraldry and ancestry in her own uh, world, and I have uh, friends that are authors, including Deborah Dockery in Kentucky that's doing Ancestry.com. Janet's doing Ancestry.com, and that is a software package that Melinda mentioned earlier uh, mm-hmm. for Ancestry.com. So uh, some people want to register their heraldry, and I was the first one in America, I'll tell you a story. When I went over to Europe, I couldn't find the brand or the uh, heraldry on Thurmond, my maiden name, T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. And I went over to Europe, and I went to the libraries and history, and people helped me. And my family tree traced it back to Thurber, T-H-U-R-B-E-R. Well, Senator Strom Thurmond called me. Uh, He had the same last name I did, and he was doing heraldry and ancestry. So he called me probably seven – I was at the – I remember I was at the University of Alabama, and I was a little too old to be a page, 28, but he asked, uh, asked me if I would work with him on our Thurmond name. But when I went out, uh, there was no uh, heraldry on it, so I went – when I was uh, in the Navy and I went out to California 
and I went on the uh, – this is a true story, folks, of how your name is important. Uh, there was no one in the heraldry – I couldn't find the coat of arms for the mm-hmm. sermon, P-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. So I went on the uh, Queen Mary, and in there was a company that did heraldry, and I'd already gotten back from Europe and explained to them I couldn't find it. They said, well, if you want to start a coat of arms for your family named Thurmond, we'll take your $100 or whatever it was, 75 or whatever, and we will help you make it. And they said, well, what do you want? And they called me when I went back to Houston where I was located. So that may have been in the 60s. Mm-hmm. I think it- anyway. Because I remember I was in the Navy, and I went back over there 60 to 72, but I know where I was when I talked to them about heraldry. So this is really confusing for me. But in the, I went over there. I know I was in the Navy, and I was at Balboa Hospital like you were, Melinda. Didn't you? Mm-hmm. You went to Balboa too, right? Or you were in I San think Diego, so. San Diego, right? Or you went to boot camp? No, oh, I, was, I was at Great Lakes, Illinois. I was too. I was at Great Lakes, but is that where you did? Now the, they only had the men when I went through, but boy, this can take you way off. Let me go back to heraldry, and then we'll get back to me and Melinda and what we've got in common. But the name wasn't, so I paid them, and I made. A, I said I just want a small home where a hearth and a hearth is a fire. I want the door open where you can see into a little college. I was very spiritual and metaphysical, but I wanted to keep our family humble, so I told them. I just want a small little house, open door to the hearth, and you can see a fire. Well, I didn't get what I wanted, and I said, just send it to my father. And they said, don't you want the coat of arms and the heraldry and the, you know, all this other stuff? And they usually have honor and all of this. And I said, no, just you know, whatever, because uh, my husband was wanting me to get off the phone. So it, I, I was, would have gone into the detail of putting more into it. Well, as as history goes... Nothing else got put. It was a halfway done art. And so now when a Canadian company traced me down as their original art, now this is how you become an individual. People will track you, even pre-internet. They called me on the phone because that's all we had. (laughs) And they tracked me down about heraldry and artwork for our coat of arms for Thurman from Canada. And they talked to me and said, well, you were the first one. What do you want? I said, I just remember telling them the original in the United States of America when I came back from Europe. And I was in the military just to do a small home with a hearth looking. You know, I wanted it to be where home is where the heart is, basically. And this is what I'm using now for this, to make a long story short, for Melinda T. D'Amico, T.J. Marsh, Richard T. Knight, Harry Dames, Janet Lessa, whoever else out there that wants to start with us. We don't have any members, uh, but if you would like to help in our not-for-profit, is bringing your heart to home with us and working with us. And we've got a nice little uh, brand we're going to use for us, and it's got a little plus sign of a heart. I paid $1 to Canva, Melinda, but it's got Ascension Cosmos Oracles Corp on it. I sent it to Melinda, and I sent it to Harry, and hopefully mm-hmm. we can fluff it up a little bit. But uh, the name of our corporation here in Florida. So we're starting with a brand that winds up being like a coat of arms for your name. So that was the, the moral of the story is 
be very proud of your name and own it, and you never know through history how you're going to affect that. Very few people get to name That's true. That's true. I named a street, and I named uh, an address. I got to pick the address when you're the first one in the land, and you're the first human, and you're the first one with the land. You get to name things. But, uh, you know, we know back in the old country, they say we all stem from Africa. We don't – We we're going with the DNA structure now with, you know, 23andMe and Ancestry.com, and we're putting spit in a bottle <laughs> in self-help, helping ourselves learn about our ancestry. But track mm-hmm. your name and see if you've got a coat of arms from the old country. If not, you may be the first one to make your own co-creating artwork. I should have made my own and studied it, and I did study it later heraldry and how you can put all that together so the name colors for your brand mm-hmm. become symbolic and in the old days they flew them on flags you know and most of you know about the cross and the knights templar right and the rituals of carrying a flag or wearing a crest when you fight for something you believe in on your chest so historically that's flags of color and what you represented in battle so there's a whole history that goes behind flags now in our aco corporation our profit we have the uh, aco on a gold flag just the aco melinda on gold but for this mm-hmm. not profit we have gold and black on it too so i took mm-hmm. the gold and black color of our aco profit brand and put it with our Ascension Cosmos Oracles Corp, not-for-profit. And then we have a heart with a little plus sign. Now, if you're a Christian, you may think it looks like a cross, but it's actually a plus sign. But Melinda and Harry have that to fluff up and approve. But uh, what's going to happen is in a corporation, you have to have three or more people. So uh, for tomorrow, it will be me, my daughter being the secretary, and Richard T. Knight doing the minutes of the meeting for tomorrow. But today we started with our first radio show with Melinda T. Claire. Harry Dame showed up, but he must have got busy, folks. So at least historically, for whatever reason, the world wanted him here. I I think he was just going to listen from his desk while we did the show, honestly, (laughs) if I can Uh, remember you that. I think he was shocked when I... Uh, I so are we going to go through the internet and the being how we are women and working from home and the internet evangelist and talk about that? Yes, start with your name. So I want you to help people know that names to numbers and numbers to name is where you start. The first, where you start. You start mm-hmm. with your name, mm-hmm. and uh, the government of, of ICANN, I guess we'll say, ICANN nonprofit, because we have no other. Uh, if it's a, it used to be top level domains. So the first top levels we started with was .com for company. Mm-hmm. We had .edu for education. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. quoting this. I'm going from the top of my head. .org okay. for organizations. Mm-hmm. And we had dot .mil for military. What was the other one we had? Dot .com, dot .education. Oh, dot .net for networks. 
and uh, .info, but the top main tiers is what we called them, was .com, .net, and .org. Now, I'm just going from memory, folks. Yes, and then I know what, those. Right. Correct. So okay. What, what we want to do is start with the history of the internet as evangelist and write the history up, Melinda, the way we see it. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of evangelists out there. And I ask you, uh, I looked up uh, the gentleman from the security of Facebook, but you looked up today the. The uh, I ask you to look up the probably the most well-known self-help evangelist, but uh, I told you it was Vincent. And that's Cerf. Mr. Vincent G. Surf. Okay. And yeah. Okay. Did you get a history on him? Yes. Um, let me give you a little spiel on him. He's a vice president and a chief internet evangelist for Google. He contributes to global policy development and continued spread of the Internet, widely known as one of the fathers of the Internet himself. Surf is the co-designer of TCP slash IP protocols and the architecture of the Internet. So Mr. Vincent G. Surf is, has lots of things that he has done, um, as we see here. He also has received his honorary degrees and awards that include um, yes <laughs> the uh hold on the Marconi Prize National Medal of Technology the Turning Award the Presidential Medal of Freedom the Marconi Prize, and the membership in the National Academy of Engineering. Mr. Vinton Gray Cerf was born in New Haven, Connecticut, the son of Muriel and Vinton Thurston Cerf. Cerf attended Van Nuys High School with John Postle and Steve Crocker. While in high school, Cerf worked at Rocketdyne on the Apollo program and helped write statistical analysis software for the non-destructive test of the F-1 engines. So Surf received the Bachelor of Science degree in mathematics from Stanford University. After college, Surf worked at IBM as a systems engineer supporting QuickTran for two years. Surf and his wife both have hearing deficiencies. They met at a hearing aid agent's practice in the 1960s, which wow. led him to becoming yeah, which led to for him to becoming an advocate for accessibility. How he about left that? IBM to attend graduate school at UCLA, where he earned his MS degree in 1970 and his PhD degree in 1972. Cert also studied under Professor Gerald Estrin and worked in Professor Leonard Kleinroth's and Data Packet 
networking group that connected the two nodes of the apranet, the first node on the Internet, and contributed to a host-to-host protocol for the apranet. While at UCLA, Sir met Bob Kahn, who was working on the apranet system architecture. So that's the, the network system that he was working on, so big, known for. Sir wrote the first TCP protocol with Eugen Dallow and Carl Sunshine called the Specification of Internet Transmission Control Program, RFC 675, published in December 1974. He was also a professor at Stanford University from 1972 to 1976, where he conducted research on packet network and interconnection protocols and co-designed the DOD TCP slash IP protocol suite with Khan. He's done a lot different things. Um, He continued to work in the Defense Events Research Projects Agency, DARPA, from 1973 to 1982, and funded various groups to develop the TCP slash IP packet radio, PRNET, P-R-N-E-T, packet satellite, SATNET, and packet security technology. These efforts were rooted in the needs of the military. In the late 1980s, Cerf moved to MCI, where he helped develop the first commercial email system, MCI Mail, to be connected to the Internet. I remember all the, you know, this going back and hearing the different things. Cerf is an active is active in a number of global humanitarian organizations. Cerf is also known for his sartorial style, typically appearing in three-piece suits, a rarity in an industry known for its casual dress norms. (laughs) Yes, so he's done a lot. Now let me tell you, the ARPANET program, a packet of data, the ARPANET arose from the desire to share information over great distances, folks, and uh, yes. that was without the need of the phone connections, okay, between a computer on a network and, it, and, and a, what, what the packet switching offered us. Uh, pa- Paul Baran was a researcher at the RAND Corporation, R-A-N-D, and they had a think tank. So they introduced an idea, and Baran was instructed to come up with a plan for computer communication networks that could survive nuclear attack and functioning, okay, underground, so to speak. But he came out with a process, they called it hot potato routing, which was basically packet switching that Vince Cerf still believes in today as far as going up in radio satellite communication. But packets, Mm -hmm. small clusters of digital information broke it up from larger messages, okay? We still use those in space with NASA and going to Mars today. But to illustrate that, uh, email has to be split into numerous electronic packages of information. 
and transmitted across random labyrinths of national telephone lines like AT&T, Bell South, all of those. So they they don't follow the the protocol or the route. So they travel uh, in sequential order. So presumably they assembled this receiver uh, where the packet would identify a header, uh, part of a larger message, and, and instructions for reconstituting it, reconstituting it. But what happened is in these safeguard mathematical packets, they had to have mathematical verifications, which we know we have numbers. So the digital network, or the network they traveled, consisted of computerized switches that automatically forwarded packets of their destination. So that's why we use data packets today, by the way, in communications, in computer mm-hmm. communications, uh, even in telephone infrastructure, we allow to go through these least resistance uh, logarithms or log jams and digital data directly over telephone lines. And what I'm talking to you today on is actually a carbon, uh, I mean a copper line into my house through Mediacom, uh, bringing in a modem, and I have to have mm-hmm. a modem to talk to you on the internet and I'm using my cell phone. But going back to uh, the military ignored Baran's idea. So in 1964, there was a paper Mm -hmm. outlining innovation, but uh, it was collected uh, through the offices of ARPA, okay, advanced research. So ARPANET possibly, uh, I don't know, they had the rise and fall at UCLA in 69 with Leonard Kleinrock. They had a, a, one of the first packets of switch messages right. for two computers. Mm-hmm. So UCLA got involved, uh, involved at the Stanford Research Institute's computer, and the, it crashed, but he was able to get a letter G in for login. So they worked the bugs out. Back then, in ARPANET, uh, generated nascent two-node network. So we call them NODEs. That's what she mentioned earlier. And by 69, uh, they were scrambling to connect ARPANET. So we used it at the universities, from the University of California, Santa Barbara, to the uh, University of Utah. They linked that up that year. So 71, in 1971, they called them nodes. N-O-D-E-S, yes. and they had 23 host terminals in a network. So that came the network, right, dot .net. So mm-hmm. in addition, they had four initial schools. Uh, uh, they had uh, MIT, and uh, I don't know what BBN is, I had, uh, but it was, I guess, a contractor. I don't know. But uh, NASA uh, and RAND Corporation, uh, had joined, so they had by 1973, they had 35 nodes in ODS, and we still use that today when we're teaching yes, from nodes. your domain name. Yeah, we'll start with your name, not your color, mm-hmm. but your name to a number. You're assigned a number, okay, for your domain name mm-hmm. and your protocol, which you'll see ICP. But uh, in these nodes on the top, by 76, they had 63 hosts. Now, we had the first 10 years of ARPANET, and we had uh, networking, and we were doing inter- inter- Internet protocols like Telnet, and we still use today, folks, File Transfer Protocol, FTP. 
okay, and we use network control protocol in CP being devised and tested and deployed. But uh, in the first email, if you notice what email is on BBN's Ray Thomason and the ARPA mm-hmm. community, we had mailing lists, and we called them listservs, L-I-S-T-S-E-R-V-S. would uh, mm-hmm. create virtual discussion groups. Remember, we went from emails, and we like discussion groups, but it was the first email of science fiction lovers, okay, for our writers mm-hmm. out there, dedicated to science fiction fans, okay? Now, in 73, Vince Cerf, which she just taught, and Bob Kahn, K-A-H-N, considered connecting the ARPANET for the government and these universities, okay, and these other networks, uh, satellite networking, SatNet, which I worked with SATCOM and trained people. I had 150 people I trained at a time on computers for uh, Qualcomm systems going into like U.S. Express, Covenant Express, uh, and other companies, but I was – uh, training people, the president of the corporation, uh, Bob Ferris, I believe was his name, for Robert Ferris, F-A-R-R-I-S, for U.S. Express at one time, asked me to come to work there. That's when I started meeting a lot of NSA, National Security Association people coming into Chattanooga. But anyway, satellite networking and a Hawaii-based packet radio system called Aloha Net out of Hawaii. And I worked in Hawaii too, right? So uh, 89 to 94, 88 to 94, I don't even remember now. But uh, in a hot uh, surf, who she just uh, read you his biography, he dreamed of having new computer protocols and a gateway between the networks, all right, mm-hmm. you know, because of the nodes and how you hook up to the computer with NASA and Hawaii, right? So he right. eventually came up with transmission control protocol or internet protocol. We call it TCP forward slash IP now. And that was tested by ARPANET in 1977. So that oh, was okay. I was in college, okay? We, back uh-huh. then we used, we used Fortran. Now, when I worked at NASA in 67, 69, and they were training me out of Chicago and educating me, uh, like uh, CERN projects. It was ARPANET, but it was 1977 when the data packets came through on the Internet, eventually uh, networks of networks. <laughs> that sounds funny. You, can, you know, communicating between the universities, right, NASA, but Aloha uh, Net. And it's still the basis uh, how in 75, ARPANET was transferred to the Defense Communication Agency, all right? So Defense Communications Agency. And so that we, even though I was living this between NASA, IBM, and we thought IBM would always be the father of computers in NASA when I was working down there, around there, okay? And we were writers. And we uh, typed up, you know, the men walking on the moon, things like that. So CDNet, Canadian Network, and BitNet, because it's time, and National Science Foundation Network eventually replaced ARPANET as the backbone of the Internet before it was superseded by commercial networks. So in the beginning, 
was ideas and Benton Gray Sir gets the uh, he's one of the godfathers of putting that but now Tim Berners-Lee I've got to mention Tim Berners-Lee now can you look him up Melinda because uh, how you spell it? T-I-M space uh-huh. he's a computer scientist B-E-R Tim, Tim Berners-Lee yeah, well, he should be mentioned oh, in Tim our yeah, dash L-E-T. Lee, okay. Now, yes, he was I born in 1955 in London, okay? So he invented the World Wide Web. So that's the differentiation, people, if you want to know when there's arguments of who started the Internet. Okay, so Tim Berners-Lee gave it away free, open source, okay? He didn't even want any money. He had won the MacArthur Fellowship and the Turing Award, and he has a couple of kids, uh, but... He was uh, educated at the Queens College and Emmanuel College and Sheen Mount Primary School, but uh, his parents were computer people at uh, early age. Yeah. He grew up with Conway Berners-Lee and Mary Lee Woods. And Mary Lee Woods. Yeah. And Tim Berners-Lee, uh, he uh, co-founded, but he actually is given credit. For Tim Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web, co-founder of the CTO, Interrupt.com. Now, do you want to talk about him being the director? Now, that's a not – I believe he set up W3C World Wide Web Consortium. We use W3C standard that he founded in 1994. Now, remember, Windows came out in 1995. Yes, Berners-Lee founded a W3C World Wide Web Consortium at the laboratory of Computer Science, LCS, at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in Boston. This is, a, this is an organization to try to improve the quality and standard of the World Wide Web. Right. And that was so, where he made his, a great contribution. Yeah, they say that he graduated Oxford, but he was called Sir Tim. I guess he was knighted by the Queen at CERN, or while at CERN, and uh, he ha- was involved in the European Particle Physics Laboratory. Yes, it says correct. Sir Tim Berners hyphen Lee invented the World Wide Web in 1989. So they changed his name and gave him Sir in front of it, correct, because of, uh, I guess, his ability, intellectual ability, they gave him that, yeah. Queen Elizabeth, yeah, 2007, I think, but I don't remember. Order of Merit, maybe, but... Uh, just think about it. he gave this to the world, weaving the web. So he, mm-hmm. he actually was an author, yeah, of weaving the web. Now it says uh, that Sir Tim with Vince Cerf and Robert Kahn. Now there's a couple of more people: Louis Puzan, P-O-U-Z-I-N, and Mark Andreessen. I remember Mark. They were all awarded the Queen Elizabeth Prize for Engineering. Okay, so. You want to get your engineering degrees out there, groundbreaking innovation in engineering. So they ha- that's the global benefit of humanity when you're recognized by the Queen of England, okay? Now, she's like 89 or 90 or something. She's way up there, right, or more? I don't even know. Yeah, she's, she's 95, I think. Yeah, 95, like wow. So yeah. uh, we're living through history, folks. Every day is a good day that you wake up especially at my age of seven, going to be 70, 12, 26, 51. But uh, Sir Tim, okay, he, provo- he promoted 
uh, open government data global. So that's why we love Tim Berners-Lee. He gave us this free worldwide web and tell he didn't copyright it and patent it and put it in the patent office and try to own it. He made it free for everybody, World Wide Web, okay? So yeah, he got, that's true. Yeah, he was awarded ACM AM Turing Prize for inventing the World Wide Web April 4th, 2017. So uh, that's the difference in the first World Wide Web, the first web browser that we think of as Google now, basically, the fundamental protocols and algorithms allowing the web to scale Okay, and the Turing Prize, the Nobel Prize of Computing, is considered the most prestigious award in computer science. So now you know a little bit of history, and I want you to know mm-hmm. these names. And uh, Bob Kahn, uh, oh, we didn't discuss Bob. We've got Tim Berners-Lee and Bob. Let me right. Bob, Bob Kahn. Let me uh, read you a little bit about him uh, in this show that we're just setting up. Uh, Bob Kahn, K-O-H-N, uh, uh, he was an American electrical engineer. I guess he's still alive. Mm-hmm. He was, okay, he was born 19, December 23rd. I was born the 26th. He was born 23rd, so he's a Capricorn like me. But he's an American mm-hmm. electrical engineer who, along with Vince Cerf, proposed the transmission control protocol on the Internet, so uh, the Internet protocol. So the fundamental communication of protocols is the heart of the internet. So he won mm-hmm. the Turing Award with Vince Cerf for their work on the TCP forward slash IP. So all you people that have hands-on, I want you to learn about this because it's extremely important to understand ARPA, DARPA, World Wide Web, Tim Berners-Lee, and Bob Kahn and uh, Vince Cerf. Now I'll read you Robert Elliott Kahn uh, because he uh, proposed transmission control protocol. So they work together, like Melinda, me, and Harry, and whoever else wants to join us on this uh, computer information history, public relations, you know, being out there like Tim Berners Lee open. We're not charging anybody, but if there's other parts that you need help with, of course, there's charges for products and services helping you get set up. And knowing what you need, that's very important besides your name to numbers. So remember, write down, you want to own your own name on this Internet. That's not going to go away, folks. It's only going to get gradually, and there's going to be various generations and separations due to the chip designs we have and modern manufacturing in commercial, educational corporations, profit and not-for-profit, and in space, and with artificial intelligence. I'm getting feedback. Melinda, did you step in front of something, or why are we getting feedback? I don't know. I heard feedback all of a sudden. All right, so we're working with big companies, all of us, Microsoft who and Google, right? And Amazon, mm-hmm. we have to mention Amazon. Oh, shoot. I didn't. I, I got rid of Bob Kahn's information, but anyway, you know he was an engineer and he got awarded as well. So Bob Kahn, Vince Cerf, Tim Berners Lee. If you can just remember them. Later on, Mark and Dreesen. I like Mark too. So, but folks, we are just starting a little gathering as a not-for-profit, and 
Um, Melinda, did you want to say anything about the three words, Ascension, Cosmos, or Oracles? How you Which one? Those words. Uh, bringing it back down to self-help, people helping themselves. Oh, explaining what the Ascension is? Databases. Yeah, let's bring it all the way back down from the beginning, folks, or from the bottom, okay. micro micromanagement of the kings of history. We're going to have a who's who uh, directory for the Internet poll that we will honor. And, of course, we can't honor like the queen or give them anything, but we will want you to know historically uh, how your name is important to the Internet. And I, we mm-hmm. started with ICANN as well and how we register right. it and uh, what the charges are. Because Namecheap, I remember in my history on Earth when I was with, uh, you know, ARPA-DARPA. I was went with ARPA-DARPA, but I followed the uh, history in the U.S. Navy and then, you know, going to college was uh, you study what's going on and you research it and you historically monitor it. So you live it, and then you learn these people's names and what they're doing. But most of the kids today will probably maybe know who started Facebook, and um, they may know who, uh, although he's on the other, uh, Steve Gates, right? Oh, wait, I'm Mm -hmm. mixed up. Mark, (laughs) that's funny. Um, Melinda Gates' husband, what's his name? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. (laughs) <laughs> I said, what's Melinda's husband's name? That's funny. Well, Jeff Bezos started Amazon later, but <laughs> that is Robert and Melinda Gates. But you may know their names for Microsoft, at least Robert. But Melinda was brilliant, a woman, and helped, as far as I'm concerned, help. Yes, him. she did the Silicon uh, thing, right? Well, Silicon Valley. <laughs> that's location, location, location. That's where a lot of stuff happened. Remember, the guys were putting L.A. and Hawaii together. But, yeah, you can go into Silicon Valley if you want to look it up. That's uh, considered a California base for many tech corporations, folks, uh, for the kids today. And I believe mm-hmm. they've got – I know I've went to Microsoft over there, Google, even Facebook. But, yeah, so what happened – people that wanted to be talent, like if you want to be an actor, you move to L.A., well, people in the computer business started moving out to Silicon Valley to work for the major three, uh, which now we would call it, we would call it Microsoft, Google, and Facebook. So uh, social media being Facebook, Melinda Gates and my, uh, uh, Bill Gates, right, for uh, Microsoft. Why am I having trouble? Uh, I don't know. I guess we ought to, if we're, we're evoking them, we need to say who Bill Gates is. Okay. I guess I'm going to do this, folks, uh, even though I'm a, I like Melinda Gates. Bill Gates' Wikipedia, okay, uh, says that William Henry Gates the second. he's a little younger than me, not much, October 28th. Oh, he was born when my sister was born, 1955. I didn't know that. So him and my sister were born on the same day. American business magnet, software developer, investor, author, and philanthropist. All right. So he's the co-founder of Microsoft Corporation, and along with his late childhood friend, Paul Allen. You never hear much about Paul Allen. Now, uh, Bill Gates married Melinda Gates, and I know that they've been going through a 
Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Melinda, but she was brilliant and uh, Melinda French Gates, uh, but they are divorcing. Uh, they've been in Forbes, just so you know. But he's worth about $133.2 billion, uh, up or down, $336 million. Who's counting millions? But Bill Gates mm-hmm. and Melinda Gates uh, have their foundation, the world's largest private charitable foundation, okay? Now, they were announced on Twitter they were ending their marriage of 27 years, but they're going to still co-chair together. And uh, Microsoft, Paul Allen, co-founded in 1975, but he died uh, in 2018 and transferred his billion, $5 billion worth of shares in company to Melinda. So uh, March 2020, when Gates stepped down from Microsoft, uh, he owned 1% of the software computing company's shares. But he's invested dozens of companies, including Canadian National Railway, AutoNation, and one of the largest farmlands in the U.S. So he's been buying up that land I was telling mm-hmm. you about, folks, that it's all about who owns the land and the people that work it. Okay? Remember that. I'm not lying. <laughs> no, I know you that's true. That. <laughs> all right. So billionaires of 2021, you know, uh, who's who? Uh, Belinda and I, we may talk, but Jeff, think about it. The people in the tech business, okay, Jeff Bezos, Bill mm-hmm. Gates, Elon Musk, you got to know that name, right? Because he's, mm-hmm. he's got Starlinks now, and he's helping us globally get the richest people in the world, at least, up into space. But, uh, Melinda, you want to pull up Starlinks? Because. Uh, Which one? Starlinks, S T A R L I N K S. Let's talk for the Starroid Inc. Link. Yeah, this is just a little history, folks, on where we are today. We're okay. working with uh, the internet for the Starroid Link. Starlinks. Starlinks. Starlink. Okay, so let's see. When this All we here. need to know: use Starlink in a two hundred dollar piece of box size receiver and that's when the satellite will talk for four others using lasers as they constantly orbit the earth together creating a web of cool band and carbon broadband connectivity as fast as the speed of light that surrounds the planet at all times and for all locations recommended videos for you so that's the Starlink. Well, Starlink is the name of the satellite network, folks. It's SpaceX, owned by Elon Musk and his investors, uh, developed for global, and they really wanted to help people in the remote areas of the world, okay, in rural areas that couldn't get, like, the big cities. Like, I could mm-hmm. wait to from Kentucky and get down here in Gulf Breeze, Florida, where I could get inside the city that has cable vision. So I'm all excited because at my fingertip, I've got about 500 channels, okay, or 150 at least. I don't know. Maybe, you know, 150. It says 1,099. You get up into the music from space. But SpaceX launched 600 Starlinks in a year. So that's typically 60 at a time. But let me see what – I don't really know his update, but people are talking about. Now, May 23rd 
is uh, a little history for Internet space, but I keep up with Elon Musk. He's the CEO. If you don't know, he has the Tesla cars, but he sold PayPal and made his money. He started in software division and created PayPal, okay? A very smart man. He's very young. He's from Africa, but uh, he's got a place over in Austin now, but he's got the Starlink satellites, and uh, people are saying he's going to switch off the Internet. I've heard some weird uh, conspiracy theories, but no. He's got his satellite <laughs> set up. If, uh, you know, but that was to help places that couldn't get the bigger cities. Like I just said, you can get cable vision if you're inside like a city limit. It carries cable. But cable is supposed to be going out because we have live streaming now and uh, from mm-hmm. satellites. But the United Nations Office for Office Space Affairs, Starlink orbits at roughly 340 miles. But at night, they're low enough. You can pull in the Earth's atmosphere and drag and burn up after a while. But there's space junk out there we're all concerned about. One of the problems we have is putting up new satellites. Is uh, Right. Is this stuff weighs a lot, but gradually they hope they fix it where it will burn. But all the countries on the planet, including Russia and China, India, mm-hmm. you know, they're all supposed to clean up their space junk. They're, they're, if they put it up, trash in, trash out, right? Now, who right. is holding the people accountable? That's going to be us or, on the planet. UFO taking right. on and off again, but we're not holding them accountable for the trash they're putting on the planet, much less the trash these multi-billionaires are putting in space. So this is something all these organizations are going to be thinking about when we create the Internet and the new splintering Internet divisions. Right now, we have them divided by governments, educators, your universities, like we started with NASA, right? And what mm-hmm. uh, Serp wanted, but he's working for Google now. But he wants to help us as content providers and with phones as many as we can start helping them with their data packages to know how to work with their groups and uh, planospheres and things like that. But down here, Melinda and I are basically journalists, okay, folks? We're going to help spread information. And help you get the word out about yourself and your domain name and the colors you want for your brand and all those little basic things you need to think about to get involved in the Internet, which is virtual reality. And we didn't even get Mm -hmm. into VR or gaming or any of that uh, today. But at least, you know, know, Elon Musk, you want to read about who Elon Musk is, M-U-S-K? Yeah, I read about him. Bezos, too, real quick before we don't. Jeff okay. Bezos founded right. e-commerce All right. Amazon. All right, Elon Musk, Elon Reeves Musk, FRS, is an entrepreneur and business magnate. He is the founder, CEO, and chief engineer at SpaceX, early stage investor, CEO, and product architect of Tesla, Inc., founder of The Boring Company, and co-founder of Neuralink and OpenAL. A sentient billionaire, Musk is one of the most 
one of the richest people in the world. Musk was born to a Canadian mother and a South African father and raised in Pretoria, South Africa. And uh, well, his father is Errol Musk, a mm-hmm. South African electromechanical engineer, pilot, sailor, consultant, and property developer. Um, so hold on. These people have so much money, folks, and uh, it's it's un- unreal. I mean, yeah. he's and it's all not his... tech. It's tech, folks. Huh? Jeff Bezos, uh, pull up Jeff Bezos. He's uh, uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's richest number one. He's got 177 billion, and Elon Musk has 151 billion. But then there's yeah. Bernard Arnault, the family we never hear of. Okay, playing. Jeff Bezos, Jeffrey Preston Bezos, is an American business magnate, media proprietor, and investor. Bezos is the founder and executive chairman of Amazon, having previously served as chairman, president, and CEO of the company with a net of about $200 billion as of August 2021. Wow. He is, he is the richest person in the world, according to both Forbes and Bloomberg's Billionaires Index. Born in Albuquerque and raised in Houston, So, yeah, I mean, it's it's when you talk about these people, you know, but you go back to looking at what they've done and where they've been to school and their contributions, you know. But what I realized in all this, that the, the science, there's always someone helping someone. I'm sure they well, have someone to thank for the helping them in the success. That's right. They didn't do it by themselves. So Jeff Bezos is so, number one. And just the same way you're advertising someone to um, think about their career, their life, and go back to school or learn a software skill, learn how to write, improve your writing skills, edit, whatever, um, there's always someone in the back that helped them if someone becomes really, really well-known. And so, you know, uh, locally as internationally. Well, so, um, these people that have the most money in technology was the point. So technology is not going away. It's only going to be more. Oh, no. Now, Jeff Bezos has Amazon, if you're not familiar, in his technology for books is how he started with mm-hmm. books, which I'm a book yeah. publisher, but he about put me out of business. Now, Elon Musk is uh, automotive and technical, Tesla, SpaceX. And then we have yeah. uh, Bernard Arnott in fashion out of France. And Bill Gates is, according to Forbes, number four, $124 billion with Microsoft. But we're going to get to yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg has Facebook, which all of you use. Yeah, he's Facebook. free content out there. But they make their money off of the advertising, folks, is it's, selling companies advertising. So it's $97 billion. 
But we put in free contact for Mark Zuckerberg. Then Warren Buffett with finance and investments, right? He um, is Mark Elliott Zuckerberg, an American media magnate, internet entrepreneur, and philanthropist. He is known for co-founding Facebook, Inc., and serves as its chairman, chief executive officer, and controlling shareholder. He also is a co-founder of the Solar Sail Spacecraft Development Project Breakthrough Starshot and serves as one of its board members. Born in White Plains, New York, Zuckerberg attended Harvard University. Um, You know, it's it's amazing. You know, he was only, he was just born in 1984, um, was raised in a reformed Jewish household, so that's interesting. Well, you remember the the two twins? Uh, I don't know if they're twins or not, but the two brothers. Let's say uh, with Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook, they made a movie. We were talking about Silicon Valley, and mm-hmm. Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. Okay, now they're budding Bitcoin billionaires. I don't know if you guys know about that, but if you saw the movie about Mark Zuckerberg, I don't even know the name of the movie. Does it mention that in his bio that they made a movie about him, Mark Zuckerberg? Hold on. But Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, they're they're twin. Yeah, they does say they're twins. Uh, they're in Manhattan, close to where uh, Melinda is. So they're all about designer high tops and black jeans, matching sweatshirts, and all that kind of stuff. Because uh, I know that uh, not Bill Gates, Steve Jobs used to wear black, and he'd wear his turtlenecks. Yeah, I wear black turtlenecks. It's to hide your yucky neck, really, because when you're losing weight. But uh, this, these guys, <laughs> these twins, you know, they hit Forbes on the billionaire list too. But they're talking about them with Bitcoin, too, digital currency. So, uh, uh, you know, folks, uh, don't think the worst. Uh, Don't let fear get you because uh, the fact is money is not going away. The Internet's not going to go away. So neither is your name. And, you know, colors are a way to express yourself with your own flag or your heraldry. And I'd like you to think about starting that with us if you haven't already. And if you'd like to do uh, get your name out there, uh, Melinda and I can work with you. But we're going to be writing articles as journalists about things that interest us. And, uh, you know, social networking is important. So uh, just to get our little not-for-profit started, we're going to uh, work this into how we can help you be a better you. And uh, we don't expect you to become millionaires overnight or billionaires, but uh, – you know, there's people that are up and coming like uh, Harry Dames, a uh, young boy, but uh, you never know when uh, the golden ticket is going to come up. Like on, I told him, like Willy Wonka, and you work with people that will help you, not just what you know, but who you know. Who you, you know. You may be the right true. person in the right time. You never know. You may be one of those people like. Bill Gates, investing in the land someday with your billions if you play your cards right. And protect your name, set your name and your colors up as your brand, 
and uh, get yourself out there in social media. And uh, Melinda and I met on LinkedIn, owned by Microsoft, and we will come back next week and talk to you again on what we've accomplished on our new contest of creating our brand and uh, how we're working together for Ascension Cosmos Oracles Corporation, okay, for nonprofit here, building a whole new internet together of people we trust. Because trust is the center of the universe, of the internet for hope. And we're all about hope, folks. Faith, hope, charity, and greatest is love and community. So we're going to create a community here that so many people have done in the past. And we're just a couple of old women working with other old women that work at home. So we hope that you enjoyed our show today. And if you'll allow us to, we'll come back next Wednesday. And Melinda, I think you did a good job helping us explain who some of these billionaires in tech is. And Harry fell Well, I enjoyed myself. I really enjoyed being uh, your co-host today and talking with you and the different things that we can do to help people working from home and building up their career to sell themselves and market themselves. It sounds like a simple thing, folks, but, you know, it's it's really time-consuming, but we want to help you toot your horn because it's better to have somebody else toot your horn for you. But at least if you join us at $5 a month in our little ACO club, you can participate, get to know us while we're setting up Who's Who directory. Right now I've got Spirituality Wellness, Mystic Guide, and uh, Psychic Guide, but I'm being very choosy in our club as to who we want to market and promote. So get with Melinda. She's going to lead up our project manager for Who's Who in our directory, including for Special Olympics, if you want, but veterans. So I'm starting with veterans first. We'll get down to Special Olympics because that was my forte with Civitan International, but right now with the Olympics going on and all of that, it was Melinda's idea, and uh, we'll set up a directory for who's who in every column, but right now, we're just going to set up our databases with our club and get to know who we can trust, okay? So we're starting with Melinda's brand name, her D'Amico Associates in LA, but remember location is important when you're in person. But right now, we're not meeting in person. We've been using the Internet, Zoom, and LinkedIn, um, Microsoft Teams, and Google Teams, Google Suites. And uh, I'll get out making some more videos about what our goals are uh, on YouTube. If you want to check in on YouTube, I have Teresa J. Morris host, where I post some information on various associations and uh, your public relations work if you want to work with us. So, Melinda, it's been a delight to have you here on Wednesday Women's Day, the Wednesday Women, with American Communications Online, TJ Marcy Radio. And, folks, we look forward to providing you more information. It's free, open source radio right here on Blog Talk Radio, TJ Marsh Radio, and ACO Radio. Remember, ACO is our brand for American Communications Online. And uh, we will be back, Melinda T. D'Amico and T.J. Morris, with your cyberspace culture community in the future. All right, Melinda, did a great job. I think you did good your Thank first you. show. Compared to that, you didn't have a script. You were totally off script. 
And we appreciate Harry Dames of the Logo Vibrant Company in L.A. They have roughly 220 employees that work with him. He is a project manager. If you need anything for a brand in your colors that we were talking about, your name brand, your name like Melinda T. D'Amico, her name and her colors she's choosing for her domain, uh, Harry's the man to do that, and he does a lot of other things, as do I. I'm a Ionis partner, if you're interested in anything I have to offer, and my company is TJ Morris Agency, and I have a PayPal there, but for today, we are asking if you want to join a club that Melinda and Richard and Harry and I are founding for people just to get involved so we can pay for software development to help the whole company save money in project development. So we're looking for teams. We just got to know who you are and get your name and your personality connected to your colors and your talents and your skills so we know what area of the world you want to work in. So, Melinda, you're a good publicist, and we'll look forward to having your people and projects in the future, and we'll uh, have you writing some articles on our domains and our blogs to get your name out there, Melinda, as a journalist and a Thank publisher. you very much. Thank you, Melinda. Everybody, have a you. wonderful night. You too. Everybody, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes, we will. Bye-bye. Yeah. 
Love's with me at the top of the world.